This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. Well, we've already completed two days, two trading days, and some are just around the corner. The market is up for those two days. So for the past week or so, I have been stating that the coronavirus, that the conversation here by saying states are reopening, which they are. Coronavirus is fading to some degree. And, you know, an economic activity is starting to resume in phases. But after watching events of the weekend and last night, I think we got another problem, another issue that we're going to have to deal with, that the market's going to have to deal with, the economy's going to have to deal with. You know, we've already had this unprecedented self-imposed economic disaster, and here we are starting another problem. It's difficult. It's really difficult. Now, as a policy, we don't really get into politics here. I don't like talking about politics. It's a finance and investment program. We don't need to discuss politics. But you got to acknowledge the unrest and widespread rioting. You have to acknowledge it because it affects the economy and the average American, the stock market. So you have to talk about it. So it's certainly probably going to cause volatility. And I'm amazed that the stock market so far has kind of ignored it. The investors, uh, uh, traders, they're pretending that the riot's not really affecting anything, which is surprising to me. I don't know if that's going to last. I, I, I tend to believe it won't. If the rioting continues, the market's going to get volatile, and we're going to see see the results of that. So, so as an investor, the important question you have to ask yourself is, uh, where are we going to go? When are, is our economy, when it does get back up to speed, what will it look like? I mean, how much how much of this damage we're going to have to repair from the rioting? How much damage we're going to have to repair from the loss of... Comp- I, I will, I, for instance, this last weekend I rode my bike. I ride my bike a lot. I, I rode my bike past my two, uh, one of my favorite restaurants, and they're closed for good. And there's two other restaurants right next to it. They're closed for good. Three right in a row. Closed. Now, there's a new restaurant going into place where my old restaurant, the my favorite Mexican restaurant, was. So that business is gone, but a new business is going to start up. <laughs> so there's damage. We just don't know how much damage, you know, this is going to be across the whole United States. Anyways, we got a lot of market and financial news to unpack today. For investors, what happens with the stock market can, in large part, determine your ability to achieve financial freedom. So I will do my best to provide unbiased answers to your questions. And, of course, you want strategies as well, how to deal with this volatility, and we'll talk about that. I'll do my best to prepare you for any of that. But you got to call. Your questions drive the show. The number is 888-99-CHART. Remember, it's a call-in show, 888-992-4278. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you will call me. Because through the Investor Pro Radio Program podcast, you know, we try to become help you become better investors, to become more knowledgeable, to learn how to invest properly, how to take reasonable risk, how, how to understand how much risk you're taking, all those things. 
That's what this show tries to teach. Okay? I look at portfolios every day. Most of them are fairly small portfolios. And, you know, uh, these are people who are just getting started trying to figure it all out. And most of those portfolios are not constructed properly. But, but you know, there's good stocks picked into these and some that are not. But, you know, it's a matter of learning how to manage a portfolio. And that's what we're here for, to help you do that. Okay, really, that's what we do. And, of course, you know, we want to look at your portfolios. And we are constantly talking to people. You know, we're doing it through Skype and Jive meetings. Uh, if you want us to take a look at your portfolio, Justin and I will be happy to do so. We'd love to have you as a client. You know, uh, but, you know, we will still look at your portfolio and try to help you any way we can. So if you want to call us or send us your portfolio or send me an email, you go to investtalk.com or call KPP Financial and KPP Financial and Irvine. That's where our office is. So learn more, go to investtalk.com. We have two websites, kppfinancial.com and investtalk.com, but we always point you to investtalk.com and you can send me an email, give me a call from there. My main talking point today a strategist is warning that the stock market now has another risk bubbling up. And they're not talking about the riots. That's not what we're talking about. The theory is that the combination of renewed trade tensions and uncertainty over the coronavirus could find its way into the market, a market that has proven resilient, right, since the mid-March lows. I mean, it's done very well. So that's going to be our main, main talking point. I got a couple, three others. A market rally defies logic. I want to talk about that in more detail. Gold is, you know, rallying, and we've talked about it for some time. Maybe it's starting to hit some headwinds here. But what's interesting is gold is rallying with the market. The market's rallying and gold's rallying. Is that normal? Hmm. And the CBO. Congress, Congressional Budget Offices says the virus economic damage is sharp and long-lasting. So people think it's going to be short-lasting. No. So what are they talking about? We'll talk about that issue as well. So I want to talk to you guys about what's on your mind, so please give me a call. And the first caller we're going to talk to is Stefan in Germany. How you doing, Steph- is it Stefan? Yes, it's Stefan. Hi, hi, Steve. Can you you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm very fine. Thank you. And what I wanted to say, I wanted to say um, thank you also for answering uh, my question about American Waterworks in one of the last episodes. It um, really helped me, and I took it in my um, portfolio afterwards. Um, I'm still okay. building up my portfolio now, and I was thinking about buying Corsite Reality, um, the Corsite Reality Corporation. The symbol is C O R, and it's mm-hmm. um, investment trust that um, generally invests in data centers. And I wanted to ask you on your opinion, what you think about the stock, and I wanted to ask you in a more general um, way. Are there things to which I have to pay attention to when investing in an investment trust, in a REIT? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. REITs. This is a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust that owns and develops and operates data centers, uh, data center facilities in major markets across the United States. And I like that sphere as far as real estate data centers because it's going to do nothing but grow. That, you know, that, so it's growing. And this is growing, you know, not greatly, 4 to 6% sales uh, earnings, uh, but it's gonna, it's growing. It's consistent. It pays a 4% dividend. Return on equity is huge at 38%. That's huge. So that's very good. They do have a lot of debt, but Stefan, Realty's Real Estate Investment Trust, if they're, if they're building things, they usually do carry a lot of debt because they're they're carrying mortgages on these things. It's the cash flow that you worry about. Can they handle the debt? Just like you and I, when we borrow money, can we handle it? Do we have enough cash flow? So that's the issue. So they have $6.15 per share in cash flow, and they're going to make $5.38. Earnings have gone up every year, every year pretty consistently. Not tremendously, but consistently. So it's a $122 stock selling about 24 times B. So it's not cheap, okay, because a lot of people like this sphere too. But it's not, you know, it's not so expensive you want to avoid it. And it broke up a new 52-week high. It was down today. I would probably tend to wait for a pullback. It probably will give you a small pullback. It would be nice if it got down to about 112 from 122. But, you know, maybe you can buy a part of your position now and another part if it does pull back if you don't want to wait. Now, REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, the thing you got to watch out for, because you mentioned that you wanted to know about that, is how much debt and how much cash flow. Can they afford the debt? That's the thing you watch out for in REITs. Okay? And, of course, you know, REITs are kind of sensitive to the economic cycles because of you know they're in real estate area. Different REITs are more sensitive than other REITs. But this particular, I think these data centers, you know, even in a recession, I still think they'll do well. So I like I like the pick, Stefan. I do like it. C-O-R is a symbol. Corsite Realty Corp. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And as we watch the economic activity resume in many states, I think I can safely say that almost everyone, everyone is ready for summer and craving prosperity. Now, peace, I'm sure we all do. People want life to get back to normal as quickly as possible. In the meantime, how can you be better prepared for market swings or, in other words, for the volatility? So we should probably talk about that. And, of course, your participation is important. You know, this, you drive the show. So now I'm here and ready to provide unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. We are taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Talk. All 50 states have started reopening their economies, but with different stages and at different paces. But now you've got finance and investment questions, and Steve and Justin welcome your calls. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. Okay, the stock market now is another risk bubbling up. This is a, a strategist suggests that, it warns about it. 
Okay. She, her name is Megan Xu, investor strategist at Wilmington Trust. And it's all about the U.S.-China tension relations and the tension escalating and going to spread. And she's probably right. I mean, with the coronavirus, you know, where China has definitely not taken responsibility and was very poor in warning the world and therefore spreading it worldwide, not only U.S., but other countries around the world are having trouble, you know, over uh, ignoring this pretty glaring, purposeful uh, situation that China set up, you know. And so what's going to what the thought the thinking is, you know, we had that trade deal. OK, President Trump and China negotiated last year. Things are probably going to get heated uh, the Congress, uh, I think there were, one of the houses passed a law that allows lawsuits against China for spreading the coronavirus in the United States. So, I mean, that's just a little tiny thing that probably is the beginning of much more dramatic situations and calling out China on. So, that probably is, you know, then of course you have the, the, the law passed that China has to now, uh, do what all American companies do, report in general accounting principle formats on their financial, financial statements. Didn't have to do that before. So you can, you can just see it happening out there. So, uh, it's, it's just very, uh, a very interesting situation. I think it's going to escalate. And the market should react, but so far it hasn't been very, very resilient. But we're entering the summer months, everybody. Summer months are usually not the best months for the stock market. On the next Invest Talk, this story. In the opinion of one market watcher, the current market rally refuses to conform to norms. The rally in the S&P 500 index remains strong and continues to defy detractors. That story is going to be tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hi, what do you think about adding a bank stock to my portfolio? I'm thinking about uh, Bank of America, BAC, for a long term. Thank you so much. I love your show. Bye. Okay, Bank of America, BAC. Uh, of course, it's huge, $215 billion. So it's a huge bank, global holding company offering banking and non-banking financial service in the U.S. and over 35 countries. So... I think I think having a bank in your portfolio is probably a good idea to help with diversification. I'm just not I'm just not I'm not overly anxious to get into banks right now. 
because of the financial conditions around the world, the amount of money printing and the interest rates so low, it just, I have a hard time figuring out how they're going to make a lot of money. Okay. But I was looking at a couple of banks and Bank of America was one of the ones that surfaced to the top to me as far as a possibility. They're going to make $2.19 next year. It's a $24.84 stock. So that's a fairly, you know, a, you know that's a 10 to 11 PE, which is pretty low. Return equity is 11%, pays a 2.9% dividend. I would feel much better if they paid a higher dividend. Uh, and I think they should, but that's a whole nother issue. Uh, recent two quarters, of course, uh, er, uh, earnings have gone down. With you know, you know, it's going to be bad for every every company out there for this next uh, the current quarter and the quarter after that. So it's not going to be good. It's not going to be pretty, but it is one of the strongest banks out there. And so I don't really have a problem with you investing it. I do like the fact that they're not only into banking but also non-banking financial services. And that they're worldwide. So it's a pretty safe bet as far as a bank is concerned. So uh, I'm just not keen on the banking sector right now. I'm not keen. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Market rally defies logic, ignores bad news. One of the biggest things, market is not paying any attention to the bad news. Have you noticed? I mean, here we had riots all the weekend. I mean, (laughs) buildings being burned down, the middle of Manhattan being sacked. I mean, come on. Why wouldn't the market react to that? Did not. So there's all that social turmoil going on, and the market doesn't care. The market's also overbought. Investors don't care. They keep pushing it up anyway to make it even more overbought. So I think we're going to be – we're due for some – for some active, some more volatility on the downside. I'm not saying that it's going to crash or anything like that. I'm just saying we're due for some down volatility. Now, the support is for the S&P 500 is right at the 200-day moving average. That's around 2940 to 2950, 2940 to 2950. Okay? Then if it drops further than that, the next support is around 2765 to 27, uh, 27, uh 90 or so, or 80 or so. Currently, is at 3,060 was this morning. It was higher than that because it went up more. So it's, it's you know, it doesn't have a long way to go to find support. Okay, going down. It's only had a couple of pullbacks since the middle of March. You know, and they weren't very big. They were pulled back to the 20-day moving average both times. So look at that. When it pulls back to the 20-day moving average, if it holds it, it's probably going back up. If it breaks it, it'll probably go down to the points I, the numbers I just mentioned. So that's the market. This is technical analysis I'm looking at to try to figure out if it does have a pullback, how deep was it going? How deep is it going to be? How far down will it go? And remember, summertime is not the best time for the market. Summertime usually is not. Now I say usually because man, we have been in some uh, been in some very unusual times. Okay, on the next invest talk, this story: in the opinion of one market watcher, the current market rally refuses to conform to norms. Well, I just said that, didn't I? The rally in S P five hundred index is strong. We'll see. We'll see. 
Okay, so I'm getting a little ahead of myself for tomorrow's main talking point, but it it's it's a very unusual situation we're in. Um, I, we need to have the riots calm down, obviously, and I think they will. You know, uh, it would be nice to see some strong leadership about this, and I don't want to be political, and I'm not going to. But we need some strong leadership, both from you know from every, from both sides. I'm not talking about one side versus the other. But we're in a presidential election year. Uh, I mean, they're using it. They're going to use it, you know, for politics. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be, but it is. We're all watching the disturbing news of continuing widespread rioting and looting in American cities. I know that for most people, their home is their biggest investment. And their small business is also an expensive enterprise. Okay, so as we go to break, here's the trivia question. If you are unlucky and if you're in a neighborhood is targeted by rioters and arsonists, your home or business, where were, and if they, if they were to be destroyed, would your homeowner's policy or business insurance cover the loss? Does someone set it on fire? Would that be covered? I'll have the answer after the break. But now we're taking your marketing and financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so... Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses 
that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. On the calendar, summer will be here soon. But now you've got finance and investment questions, and Steve and Justin welcome your calls. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. Uh, we are all watching the disturbing news about riots and things, so the question is about insurance. Does your homeowner's policy cover or business insurance policy cover riots? Arsonists, does it cover that? Generally, the answer is no, it does not. Now, a more complete answer, okay? If you're unlucky and if your neighborhood is targeted, okay, the answer depends on who you ask and what your policy says. Most, almost all homeowners policies exclude riots, resurrection, and war. Damage due to riots, resurrection, and war. The standard business policy insurance is going to cover losses arising out of riot or civil commotion. Is It's a possibility. Okay? Most insurance policies, a law firm, Baltimore law firm, I used to be in the insurance business. I used to handle the claims on these. So I'm pretty familiar with this. Most insurance policies have an exclusion, as I pointed out. It, caused by rebellion or uprising, civil disobedience, war, riot. So most carriers will use that clause. It's an exclusion. Policies have three main sections. They, they have, uh, three main sections. The declarations page, the sharing agreements, the agreements, and exclusions. you got to read the exclusions. Okay. So it, you, if you have a business policy, you'd have to check it out. And there could be nuances in there that, you know, might cover in certain circumstances. But, you know, because you could say, well, it wasn't a riot. See, what if you were, what if you're not even near the the riots, but the but all the, of the police are taking care of the riots and you're in a different part of town and, some some five a group of five crooks break down your door and steal everything. Is that because of the riots or a resurrection? You see how you could, you know. So there's going to be a gray area. Okay, but read your policies, and if you do or if you are subject to this, you got to really talk to an attorney. Okay, let's keep moving. Here's another Investog voice paint question at eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hey guys, I had a question about Exact Science Corporation, EXAF. I got in when it was pretty cheap, and now there's now about thirty percent. Should I take a profit, or do you think this is a long-term play? Thanks. I appreciate the podcast. Bye bye. 
Well, this violates my cardinal rule. It doesn't make money. Company does not make money. Not going to make money. It's never made money. Exact Science Corporation. It's a $13 billion company, and it doesn't make money. That's amazing. It develops, it's obvious why. It develops molecular diagnostic for the early detection of precancerous and cancerous sales. Okay, so. His sales have been growing dramatically, up 115% last quarter, 100% the quarter before that, 85% the quarter. So sales are dramatically growing. So profits probably will come if that continues. Have negative cash flow. They're going to lose $1.88 a share this year and $0.94 a share next year as an $86 stock. If it was me, I'd take the profits and run. Because I don't like to buy companies that don't make money. It's too... Uh, it's too speculative for me. And it is speculation. I mean, and you could be right. The speculation could mean you speculated right. But I like investments that make money, grow their earnings and sales, you know, that, and are pretty consistent about it. So this one has never made money. But the sales are growing very fast, so that's a possibility. That symbol again, EXAS, Exact Sciences Corporation. Okay, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Gold is rallying with the stock market. Generally, gold goes its own way. And generally, not necessarily with the stock market. So, it's kind of unusual that both are rallying at the same time. But it's happened. It's not, it's not, it's not like it never happens. But if you look, what you really want to pay attention to is not necessarily the market gold relationship but the dollar gold relationship that's much more telling when the dollar goes down in value gold generally goes up when the dollar goes up in value when the dollar goes up in value gold generally goes down okay that's the norm take a look at UUP which is an ETF and you'll see that the dollar has been weakening all starting about mid-May, going down, 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 down. Before that, it was going sideways. So it certainly isn't strengthening. It's more weakening than anything else. And it just below broke below the 200-day moving average yesterday and fell even more today. So that means a long-term moving average. The dollar is moving down, so it's kind of bearish. And that usually is bullish for gold. Now, gold goes up for several reasons, not just the dollar getting weak. It will go up when there's war. It will go up when there's lots of inflation. Of course, we have no inflation. We really don't have any war. But it also will go up with uncertainty. We have a lot of uncertainty, that's for sure, both with uncertainty about the world economies and, you know, it's just very unsettling out there. Uh, I don't think it's reacting at all to the recent unrest, and that's surprising to me. You would think it would spike up, but it's not. I don't think it's reacting at all to that. Anyways, as you might know, we get caller questions from all over America, and even in the world. We talked to a guy from Germany just before. Here's a question from a listener in Tennessee. Hey, guys. This is Trey Hollis here in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, I was just calling to see what you guys thought about Southwest Airlines LUV. It's hit a huge low. There's definitely uh, a lot of uncertainty around the airlines. 
and I wanted to see if this could be a riskier payoff in the long run. Thanks. Look forward to the answer on the show. Yeah, I think it could be a risky, a riskier payoff in the long run. I do. Uh, I don't think it's going to go out of business. They're going to lose $4.18 this year after making $4.45 last year. They were very consistent in increasing earnings year after year after year until this year for obvious reasons. They're now going to rebound a little bit next year to $1.68 per share. That still makes the stock at $34 a share kind of expensive. Okay, kind of, it's going to be expensive. But I think if things go back to normal, I think it's a pretty good bet. It was trading in the mid-50s before all this happened. And I'm pretty sure it's going to go back to there in the next year or two. So from here, 34 to the mid-50s, you know, that's an 80% return from this point. So from that point of view, I think it's a pretty good speculative bet. Now, I would not do it. I don't like airlines. I've never liked airlines. There's certain businesses I don't really care for, and airlines is one of them. Why don't I care for them? Because they're they're very much subject to a lot of uh, unrest in their employees because there's a lot of different unions, not just one union. They have a lot of different unions they have to to deal with. They are subject to lots of laws, you know, governmental laws. They're also subject to whatever the price of airplane fuel is at the time. You know, they got to deal with that. Airplanes are extremely expensive per plane. And as soon as you, as soon as you get off the ground, the empty seat, that's your inventory. It's worthless as soon as it gets off the ground. Those empty seats are worthless like any other business. You didn't sell everything the first, you know, right away. You still worth something. So there's certain things I don't care about the airline industry that, I stay away from, and that helped my clients because we didn't have any airlines. <laughs> so, anyways, you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and yes, the economy is reopening in phases. As most of us realize that the resumption of a strong level of economic activity is going to take some time. It's just going to take time. And while this event plays out, you know, life goes on. The clock is ticking, and the calendar advances. You know, just so I'm not, you know, we just want to get back to work. Everybody wants to get back to work. Okay. But you still can't let your retirement objectives be controlled by, you know, the pandemic, the coronavirus. You have to control your own destiny. So you need to take steps. Optimize your portfolio. Take a look at it. Understand what, you know, the COVID virus will do and try to understand what it's going to do to the economy going forward. Try to understand how... You know, government affects the stock market. It's not it's not something that's not decipherable. It's just very difficult. You have to figure something out there. So, whether you're a conservative uh, investor edging closer to retirement or a younger worker looking for more aggressive opportunities, we can customize an investing strategy for you designed to achieve your own financial freedom goals while managing the risk. And that's key, you know, understanding the risks that you're taking and managing them. So if you want us to take a look at it, help you with that, be happy to do that. We do no cost, no obligation portfolio reviews. Just call or send me an email through investtalk.com and be happy to talk to you, take a look at your portfolio, you know, tell you about our programs if you're interested in, or just to help you. 
I'd be happy to do it. And now I'm here and ready to provide unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. So we're taking your calls. We're live. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. You'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP Premium Newsletter subscriber at investtalk.com. The InvestTalk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hello, I'm thinking to buy some shares for long-term DraftKings, D-K-N-G. Thank you so much. Well, I wouldn't do it. Uh, DraftKings, Inc., DKNG, operates an online sports platform that enables users to play fantasy games and win cash prizes. Now, since the COVID stay-at-home order, this stock has skyrocketed. From in March, it was at what eleven dollars a share, and now it's at forty-one. That's why I wouldn't do it. Does it have any earnings? Very little. Last year made six cents. Had we have no guidance going forward. It's a fairly new IPO. Came out in September last year. Way way risky. You don't want to buy it now after it's gone up. I mean, four hundred percent since mid March. Don't you think that's a lot? Doesn't that tell you that maybe you've missed that run? No, it's too late. Too late. Now, if it pulls, all, pulls back all the way back down to $10, well, then it might be a good buy then. But I would not I would not consider it at this price. It's just too expensive. And, of course, you know, online sports platform, because, you know, for enables users to play fantasy games and win cash. Of, of course, that's more popular now because you're not, you're not having any sports anywhere else. What happens when all that sports activity comes back? Does this stock still keep rising like it has? Of course, no. It, it, it would be very unlikely, extremely unlikely. Much more likely to pull way back. I don't know where. Probably give half the game back. That would be my guess. Okay, let's try to squeeze in one more question before the break. This is from 888-99-CHART. What's up, gentlemen? Love the show. This is Gene calling from Las Vegas, Nevada. Just curious on getting your guys' take. GW Pharmaceuticals. I got in right around the $100 mark, and I'm just curious what you guys think. I'm kind of in it for the long term. Just want to get your opinion. I love the show, man. I appreciate your guys' feedback. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. Okay, GWPH, GW Pharmaceuticals, it's an ADR. Whenever you hear me say ADR, you know it's a foreign company. ADR is a foreign company. ADR shares are a foreign company traded on our exchange here in the United States. Okay? Um, They are headquartered in the United Kingdom. They develop uh, cannabinoids. Cannabinoids, exactly how it's... I'm saying that right, for the treatment of cancer pain, spasticity, 
due to multiple sclerosis and other disease. So it's a it's a it's a, a it's a drug made from marijuana to combat pain. They've lost money every year, every year. Even this year, they're going to lose 14 cents a share. Next year, they're finally going to turn a profit, 45 cents a share. So how much is 45 cents a share? The reason why it's a $127 stock and only going to finally make money is because sales has grown over, in last quarter, 200%. Last year, 1,000% growth in sales. Two years ago, they were selling $3.3 million worth of product. Now, it's $120 million worth of product. So that's why it's at $127 a share. The growth in sales is, you know, parabolic. Now, should you buy this stock? You know, I mean, how much is it really worth? How much is that growth? What you're asking is how much is that growth in sales worth? Because you're expecting eventually to make a lot more money than just 45 cents a share next year. Remember, it's never made money every year forever, number of years. Going back to 2013 is what I, they, is the, the data I have that goes back that far and every year they lost money and lost lots of money. This year, they're fi- next year, they're going to finally make money. Okay. This stock has been a lot higher. It's been as high as hundred, almost $200 a share. So, think about that. And that was several years ago. I mean, last year got up to, well, so it's just expensive. That's what you have to, I, I wouldn't buy it because I, I can't judge how much it's going to be. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom, and our work will continue. 888 99 Chart. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Hi, guys. I was just wondering about the stock PPC, Pilgrim's Pride. I was looking to buy it. I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. Thank you. Love the show. Okay. Well, it's a non-cyclical stock, which I like. Produces prepared and fresh chicken in the United States, Mexico, Puerto Rico for the food service industry, Pilgrim's Pride. Uh, they're going to make $1.56 this year. That was down from $1.62. Next year, $2.21 is a $20 stock. So that means it's uh, below 10 PE. Uh, return of equity is 18%, so this is very good. Not a tremendous amount of debt. Sales have been increasing. So they fell from $33 back at the beginning of the year to the March lows of like 16 and now they're at $20.87. I think the stock could easily return to the high 20s, low 30s, easily. So I think I, I think this would be something that I would consider to put in my, my portfolio. It doesn't pay a dividend. It has cash flow of $2.78, but don't expect it to be like a huge winner. It probably won't. 
You know, uh, mutual funds have been buyers of it in the last year in putting it on. But so I, I like it as a pretty conservative, pretty value, good value play. And, and you know, it's not a growth stock, even though it is growing, it's not, a, not cannot be considered a growth stock. But I do like it. Pilgrim's Pride, PPC is the symbol, everybody. PPC. Okay, the CBO, Congressional Budget Office. CBO says the coronavirus economic damage is sharp and long-lasting. They said this yesterday. They see 2020 to 2030, these 10 years, GDP will be 3% smaller without the coronavirus. 3% smaller. So they think it's going to, you know. Now, they also said that the recovery and the economy is going to be like a square root sign. Do you remember that square root in your old high school days or junior high, whatever you'd learn? So the so the one side is a V. It's a V shape that goes down sharply, then recovers to back close to where it was, and then goes sideways. That's a square root sign. So they think there's going to be a fast recovery, but not not go above the the strength we had before, and then turn sideways. And at the same time, the CBO admits that they could be wrong. And I will tell you this. The CBO is often wrong. Often. Because things change. It's not that they're stupid or anything. Things change. And they're trying to predict 10 years out. That's pretty hard to do. And that's one of their jobs is to protect, uh, project out many years of what the government is doing today or the economy or whatever. That's their job to do that projection. They're just off a lot because of the change in politics and the change in government programs. So you take this with a grain of salt, everybody. But I, I, I too think that we're, you know, it's going to be a struggle to get back to our 3% growth rate on any kind of consistent basis. I think it's going to be difficult. Um, for one thing, I, I don't, I'm not convinced it's going to be a V recovery. I think it's going to be a, the okay when you look at a v you think both sides of the v are the same angle i think the right side of the v in this case is going to be a lower slant it's going to take a longer uh to make this recovery because i think the damage has been pretty good remember a week or two ago i said that uh, there was some a report i read that the a survey by i don't know one of the big firms goldman sachs somebody about talking to small companies and they said how many days of reserve cash do they have uh, if they were out, if, if they were out of business how much money did they have how many days would it last and there was 27 days that was the average and we're 60 days and we're still not at the full recovery mode so a lot of those businesses aren't coming back I'm Steve Peasley thank you for listening everybody I will return tomorrow And please tell your friends, we have posted a new Best of Caller Question podcast. It can be downloaded now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, or Google Play, or and Spotify. So everybody, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis. 
and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. 